Bum. Another long-awaited episode. It's spooky time. We're in Spookyville. It's fucking 10:31, October 31st. About to down a shot of espresso, and then by the end of the episode, uh, I'm gonna be fucking tweaking out my mind. Hold on. I almost threw up. God, I've been drinking black coffee for I don't even know how long now. Black coffee puts fucking hair on your chest. Black coffee is the reason I get up and go to jujitsu every fucking day. All right. So I don't know how you guys drink coffee with milk in it. Not me. Almond milk. Not me. All those dairy substitutes. Not me. I don't even know how I ended up cutting it out of my diet, but I just did. God, it's so hot in my car. Oh, welcome to another episode of Fourth Stringers. So yeah, it's spooky now. There's a bunch of ghouls and goblins out. New York is weird in the fucking uh, in Halloween time. Everyone's dressing weird, and then like you just have to accept uh, you just have to accept people dressing weird, even though like people usually dress weird normally. So like you can't tell if. It, this is just like a heroin addict or is this somebody doing like a costume in a bit? You, I don't know if you're like a meth addict or you're, you're trying to be scary. You know what I mean? Um, that's cool though. I mean, I'm used to it. I'm so jaded to like scary people in New York. So it's fine. It's fine. What's up guys? ADCC in six days that's why i'm drinking so much espresso and coffee i need something to get me from uh training session to training session without dying and without like eating between training sessions it's so hard to diet dude dieting is the worst thing in the world i don't understand how people do it i don't understand how people lose weight i've been eating all right so maybe maybe it's because i bought cheap you know how there's like off-brand stuff like you go to a supermarket and there's like Nutella and then like the supermarket will be like, okay, there's Nutella, but then this one's hazelnut spread. That's what's going on. Like there's fucking Nutella and then I go and I buy hazelnut spread because it's cheaper, but it has like double the calories (laughs) and hazelnut spread is going to be the death of me. Uh... (laughs) I can't stop eating like I can't stop fucking munching on shit like that like I'll go and uh, like I'll have a healthy fucking meal like a couple vegetables uh, some chicken like palm fist size full of chicken whatever and uh, I'll make everything a stir fry because literally I don't know how to cook without it becoming a stir fry I saw a meme when I was younger and it said, everything you cook for between the ages of 21 and 30 is going to be a stir fry as a man. As a man, as a man, I don't know why you're cooking things that aren't stir fries. You're trying way too hard, you know? So, I don't know. I try to make healthy stir fries. And I don't even know, like, I just literally throw garlic in everything. Like, an absurd amount of garlic minced garlic i don't have time to cut things if you're broke you have to cut things up 
I don't have time to do that. Like I'm already cooking. Cooking takes so much fucking time out of my day. And then now it feels like I'm not even fucking losing weight because you know what happens? I'll eat something healthy and then I'll be like my body is like screaming for something sweet. Like I can't like focus unless I eat something sweet and then I'll take like a bite of hazelnut spread and then I'll take a bite of fucking peanut butter and then I'll take a bite of (laughs) Greek yogurt and that combo is elite. And then my girlfriend, she she was like, um, this is what I used to eat. Uh, during my wrestling weight cuts and it's basically she uh she buys these like preserves like it's not like jelly or anything per se like it's not um you know how uh like people will have jam strawberry jam it's just preserves it's like some french shit and uh they come in like these glass containers and they taste fucking delicious so i've been buying like raspberry preserve peach mango preserve strawberry preserve and they're so fucking good and they last for like two years but i've been downing them like downing them i've had to do the math on like how much a whole thing is in terms of calories it's only like two two thousand two hundred calories per whole jar and i've been i downed like two jars within like a week and a half it was so bad but like i said like i've been eating super healthy while i've been trying to and then it's those things that are that are like the death of me like i'll 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 have my healthy ass meal and then i'll like fucking finger food my way through preserves the rest of the fucking day until i go to sleep i even tried buying like um you know how they used to have like crystal light and people used to think crystal light was healthy even though it's just like another form of sugar or whatever like i bought this thing called just lemon and they're five calories it's like almost no carbs no anything else no sugars and uh they taste delicious i bought like two cases i spent 46 bucks on them and uh i'm still getting fat this is very hard and my mom she's buying juice and stuff without even thinking like oh this is gonna ruin my son's diet like i'm just downing organic apple juice and i'm taking sips at a time i'm never serving myself a cup full of juice i'm just like taking sips straight out the bottle and i'm like yeah this should be fine right but like 30 sips later i've drank way more than a cup i would probably be satisfied with a fucking cup full of juice and i don't know man it's fucking hard right now it's hard to break under 55 like i'm struggling right now i i hope i can make it to this next training and uh not eat after i mean i'm gonna try to eat a little bit after and then i'm going to a haunted house with my girl oh my god like i I gotta take her to like the village or something because like i was supposed to take her to eastern state penitentiary it's like a really famous uh psychiatric hospital that they like um make spooky even though i don't know how much more spooky you got to make an abandoned psychiatric hospital i'm sure if you just leave it abandoned it'll just spookify (laughs) Uh, um i'm sure it'll just like spookify itself you know how like you leave a building alone nature takes it back over like roots start growing through it and like it it starts like uh there's like vines all over it like if you leave a penitentiary or like a, a building abandoned like that like a like a, like an already inherently spooky building i think the spookiness takes it over like some something with like bad energy 
like i'm sure the spookiness just takes it back over like uh like bums start moving in serial killers people who are hiding out and then if you want you could just walk through it once a year and like hope you escape with your life my poor girlfriend she's like can you make sure we go somewhere that they don't they can't like touch us and i'm like i don't uh yeah sure like i don't know I don't know if that's like a real possibility for me to do, but I'm so and like I'm just like, yeah, let's go. And like I'll do my best so that they don't touch her. Me, like a very tiny man, like, hey, don't touch my girlfriend. I know in Six Flags they have like a ghoul whistle. Like if you have like crazy like anxiety or like if you really don't like people touching you like i wonder if there's like an ocd thing about that like i mean there is a fucking pandemic right now so i wonder if they're like respectful of like hey don't touch me six feet please scare me from six feet away is that the thing now because of corona like yo there's a fucking delta oh (laughs) instead of like being masked up like a ghoul you just have people dressed as like viruses like the delta variant they're like "Ooh, i'm gonna kill your grandparents like jokes on you my grandparents are all dead can't fucking scare me come come at me i'm naturally immune right now would that be funny they're just all dressed up as viruses but they're like spooky viruses it's like a virus with a chainsaw it's like i'm gonna cut through your fucking immunity Uh, yeah, I I mean, oh my god, I just saw someone driving with cat ears on. Is The cat is the universal, like, I didn't think of any costume, but I still want to dress slutty, like, <laughs> fit. <laughs> I just throw some cat ears on. Very easy costume, I'm about it. Damn, I gotta lose weight, man. I'm so stressed out about ADCC. I just want to show up and fucking compete. Tom DeBlas is so cool. I asked him if he can, um, if he would allow me to do a test um, weight check on his scales. And he was like, at first he's like, let me check with Mo. And then he's like, actually, I don't give a fuck. You can 100% test yourself with my scales. And I'm like, you're the fucking man, Tom. There are so many people in jiu-jitsu that, like, you meet them in person, and they're so fucking nice. And Tom is one of those fucking people. Like, I don't understand. Everyone likes to shit on Tom for being like, uh, like, oh, he's, like, one minute he's humble, and the next minute he's talking about how much money he's making or donating or whatever. Like, fuck you. He does so much for our community. Like, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. He's like such an og like i don't like the culture in i feel like there is like uh such a battle between like old school and new school culture of jujitsu where it's like a bunch of people are trying to like see like beyond the veil of like uh creante which means like basically like a traitor like there there's like a very old school mentality about loyalty and um tradition and and like staying true to your school and your um, coach and stuff like that and then there's like a very new school mentality where it's like yo treat this as a business like you're paying the coach for a service like (coughs) he should be working for you they're uh like they should be respectful towards you because a lot of coaches do demand like um loyalty and like respect and stuff like that but like 
personally, I think I see the value in like keeping these old school traditions and cultural like norms like that were here way before me or anyone of you started jujitsu. Like I can see the value in it because ultimately we're coming into like this. It seems like a sphere, like it's its own, uh, like a biodome. I don't know what to, to call it. It's like, um, it's like its own, it's not an economy. It's not a habitat ecology. Um, it's like its own, uh, ecology. I don't fucking know. It's like, it's like something like a self-sustaining um fuck man it's it's kind of like it's like a synonym for habitat i know i'm certain like the five people that listen to this podcast are screaming the answer right now if you got the answer just text it to me and maybe i'll know what you mean hemisphere it's definitely not hemisphere but basically like it's like its own thing like uh and you're stepping into it so you're trying to like um corrupt it when there's so much other shit in the world that you can get that out of like you want something to be like a business go to a fucking business like this is ultimately like a martial art and a dojo like as much as you want to separate that like americans love to do that americans love to fucking uh they love to like westernize things like jiu-jitsu brazilian brazilian jiu-jitsu you know is like its own fucking thing it's it's not something that should be westernized i think i think it's something that like uh oh my god i have a guy in like pit viper sunglasses staring at me yo sorry yeah this is the only time i have to do my fucking podcast it's during driving and traffic between trainings you gonna yell at me? What are you gonna do? Fight me? I'll wrist lock the fuck out of you. I swear to God, one day I'm gonna get in like a traffic tiff. Like we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get into a fight, and I'm just gonna wrist lock the fucking life out of somebody. That's my goal. That's one of my life goals. Some people want to travel. Some people want kids. I want to get into like a road rage incident and just break somebody's wrists and then have them have to drive with their fucking forearms that's my shit um (laughs) uh what the fuck was i talking about oh yeah so uh i think it's weird to like uh want to change jujitsu so much when like um i mean i could see uh i could see why people would want to do it because there's some aspects of it that really do need to get changed like the predatory aspect of jiu-jitsu where it's like coaches kind of like uh offer free private i feel like the okay like i'm sorry like if i come off very misogynistic but like it's such a red flag when you have a coach like offering free privates to like a woman who's like single and like um just doesn't like i don't know like like uh objectively attractive woman and like you have this old creepy coach like coming off as like like i I guess some people don't see it as creepy but like outside looking in sometimes you can like just objectively see it as like oh my god this guy's just trying to like get close to her get into her pants or something like that but it's like horrible to think that way like it's horrible because it kind of uh poisons a lot of the interactions uh people have with their coaches and stuff but like 
I feel like jujitsu is so inherently predatory because there's like a power dynamic going on with higher belts and lower belts and stuff like that. And that sort of like lower belts want to attain that knowledge of what the higher belts have and the higher belts are like gatekeeping that fucking knowledge. I love using gatekeeping as a word. But yeah, and like in order to get it, you got to go through them. So it's like uh, in that sense, you know, I would love to change the predatory aspect of jujitsu. Like there's way too many kids getting preyed upon or like um, what's that called? Uh, Groomed um, by like kids, coaches and stuff. That's fucking weird. Um, But it's not just jujitsu. It's like all martial arts. So that's like a whole thing. Um, what else is like poison uh, I don't know uh, but that's like one aspect of like the traditional <laughs> jujitsu that I would change is that predatory um, I don't know it's like inherently predatory act, like um, actions or whatever that are built into jujitsu it sucks that power dynamic kind of sucks but um also i think that power dynamic is important especially if we're like rolling and stuff and like you know when like a lower belt rolls into a higher belt like there's not enough room in in the mats i think the hierarchy of belts is like a good way to uh determine who gets the space like if i have some like a pair of fucking blue belts or like purple belts like rolling into me it would be cool if they moved over because i'm the fucking brown belt or black belt that like put in so much time and effort into the academy that like show me some modicum of respect especially if i'm a competitor like don't run into me i need room to train there's limited space and i'm making more use of the space because um i promote the academy by training and like uh, probably the academy gets more out of me uh being there than you and then if you want to be on that level then keep training and like earn it earn your spot or whatever but also that's probably pretty toxic because you're putting yourself like on a pedestal above another human being but this isn't about like <laughs> human beings you don't identify it like there's like like you you are basically your belt when you uh go into an academy you're like you're just a fucking blue belt you're just a fucking white belt like it's cool to be stripped down into that as opposed to like you're like just some fucking dumb spanish kid or something like that i really appreciated like being in the white belt class and being with other white belts and just being considered like a white belt as opposed to like oh here's this fucking spanish pothead who doesn't know any better like no i'm just a dumb white belt that's cool i love being a dumb white belt because it gives me the opportunity to grow if I really wanted to like uh, then I could be a dumb blue belt dumb purple belt retarded brown belt and then eventually like uh how the fuck did he get here black belt I'm down for that but uh like jujitsu gives you that opportunity to become that so I don't know if we should be taking that away because there's not a lot of god I say this all the time jujitsu is a meritocracy like you earn your belts like unless you're in Gracie Baja and like you get your belt from putting time in and attending classes as opposed to like actually having the skill and discipline and like character in order to level up to the next belt level um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know 
what other i feel like that's a good tradition to keep going and like as far as like the loyalty and like you know you don't have to stay in an academy that makes you uncomfortable you don't have to stay in an academy that like um promotes like or like harbors sex offenders or anything like that like some fucking lineages give me real catholic church vibes and even the catholic church is kind of sus like how many like sex offenders do you have in the catholic church before you're just like is this just like uh are they just harboring fugitives here and moving them like you see how many bishops get moved from like new jersey and new york to like the vatican and they're like we'll handle this indoors like we'll handle this by ourselves like that's kind of that's kind of weird i don't like that whatever whatever let's not let jujitsu become like the catholic church um but yeah adcc agcc um it's gonna be a crazy tournament i heard there's 743 competitors that signed up that's fucking ridiculous and uh i think there's like 163 in my bracket so that means i'm gonna have to win eight matches in order to win the whole thing which sounds awesome i'm so about that i can't wait i hope i get a couple lemons in the first fucking two matches or whatever like that would be crazy if i had to go up against like gianni grippo the first fucking match whatever i mean i'll do it but it's just uh it would be cool to get your momentum going uh early on like that type of shit matters like when you can build your confidence up like get like two quick subs and then you're like suddenly you're like sharp as fuck and you're on fire like it's like how um it's like how in like nba street like you sink like two or three threes and like suddenly your guys got a game breaker like yeah like i feel like that happens a lot in jujitsu too where it's like you get two or three quick subs and like the suddenly the fourth guy stands no fucking chance because you're so on that it's like oh my god he's gonna have to really be defensively sound in order to withstand like your momentum momentum is so fucking real in combat sports i feel like especially in tournaments oh my god i went to uh grappling fury or fury grappling again fury grappling sounds so much better i hope that's what it's called but this guy jonathan webb shout out to him he's like the promoter and like the organizer the matchmaker he uh he hits my girlfriend up like last minute well he hits up blonde fighter i think and she hits my girlfriend up and asks her if she wants to take a match last minute and her opponent her name's like grizzly or some shit i I don't know super nice super nice lady but um uh they asked kristen if she wanted to take the match last minute it was literally a day's notice kristen's like yeah sure and uh yo it was fucking crazy Mike was on the card, gay Mike, and so was Zane. And uh, they all had a good showing. Mike won, Zane lost, and Kristen won. But the way Kristen won was fucking awesome. We've been doing a lot of wrestling. And uh, she got her, uh, she's been doing a lot of uh, like Greco shit. So it's collar ties, two on ones, uh, just 
working the upper body like underhooks and stuff like that pulling the head and uh if you watch the match you could see how she uses like her head positioning in order to open up her first double leg it was fucking sick this other lady looked so much bigger than her i wasn't gonna say anything like it's so funny like you have to be very aware like i was coaching you have to be very aware of what like sets your like like uh demoralizes your athletes or like moralizes them like builds them up or whatever and like i feel like i cannot give any fucking assessment of my girlfriend's opponents that somehow paints them in a good light like i and like i'm the same way too like if you tell me that guy looks strong i'm gonna build that guy up to be strong in my head if you tell me that guy seems like a good wrestler i'm gonna be like oh my god he's the best wrestler in the world so like i'm just talking mad shit about her opponent i'm like i don't know she doesn't look that good <laughs> like i don't know i was looking through her instagram she doesn't really look like she knows what she's doing on the feed or anything like that like if my girlfriend's being so nice like oh no she looks like strong like oh i don't know she she was wearing like a singlet in one of her posts like i'm like yeah but you know like i don't know like she just didn't really look like she knew how to move her body or anything like that like who is she beating she's beating like soccer moms or whatever like i'm just being totally disrespectful and i'm sorry if you ever hear this grizzly lady i'm just i I was just saying this to be a good boyfriend you know like i was just saying this so that i can build my girlfriend up and like have her fight the anxiety that was trying to cripple her i was just trying to like let her but there's such a delicate balance between like straight up disrespecting like the opponent or, or like making them seem so fucking shitty at whatever combat sport you're doing and then like not making your athlete nervous because let's say you paint their opponent out to be like a piece of shit and then they get nervous that they're gonna lose to this person that you think is so fucking horrible that would be that would suck like what if you honestly believe that that fucking person sucked and then you're like and then you end up losing to them oh my god that would be torture that would haunt you the rest of your life you you you're agreeing with your coach you're like yeah they fucking suck like they don't have shit for me like they're never gonna submit me and then you get like fucking pieced up within the first two minutes of a match oh my god that would haunt you forever and uh yeah that shit sucks i usually have like a rule like i try to stay tight for like the first 30 seconds of a match so that i don't get fucking submitted in the first 30 seconds like it's fucking scary i remember in the absolute i got like my back taken at worlds i got my back taken like the first 30 seconds and i'm like not like this in my head i'm like oh my god not like this i'm like i can't get fucking submitted like this and i got out of back control and then we had a good match but still like it was fucking scary that was so gay i was shook i was shooketh um Oh, I wish I had a fart mic because your boy has just been farting nonstop since eating all these fucking vegetables. It's like uncomfortable. I, I'm like, I'm sure like I'm like that guy who just farts during rolling. Like people just consider me that guy who farts. They don't really smell. So <laughs> I'm so fucking gross. I don't know how my girlfriend stands me. I'm gonna take it to the village today, I think, so that we could go see the like the Halloween parade and see a bunch of fucking people 
who have way too much time on their hands uh, marching. Uh, that'd be kind of fun. Spooky. I wonder if like any weird uh, stuff has happened. Oh God. I'll, okay. Let me tell you guys a spooky story. Okay. Let me tell you guys a spooky story that happened to me during college. All right. And if my girlfriend hears this, I've already told her this. And uh, I might, I may be embellishing this story a bit for the sake of entertainment. Right. But uh, let, let, let me tell you this fucking story. So this was back when I was doing a lot of drugs in college. Right. I think this was like fresh off of like LSD and like Xanax. And uh, I'm not saying that proudly. I, I'm very, uh, very much embarrassed that that was like my reality during college but i was in albany top 10 party school in the country and i was uh embracing the frat life but anyway i had like a girlfriend at the time and she had very much embraced the frat life too <laughs> and uh anyway my ex uh so she was sleeping over in my dorm and we smoked cigarettes at the time and uh i remember we go like uh we go downstairs it's like midnight and um i think this was around halloween time or something but in albany like it gets so fucking cold and it starts raining i mean uh, it starts snowing so early that like it was like snowy out already and stuff and um she uh we're we're like downstairs uh smoking a cigarette and then she starts saying she's like yo uh like okay so you know how there's like lobby doors and then there's inner doors and like ones to keep like the wind out i guess so we're in between the doors like the the lobby doors outside and like the, then there's a little space and then there's doors for the interior like the interior lobby doors right and um we're in between those doors it's too cold to smoke outside so we're smoking like fucking scumbags in between the doors and in in that little lobby space and uh she's looking outside and outside in the courtyard in the middle of the dorms it's like a square and then and then there's like a little patch of grass where like people would play like catch or whatever and there there's like a tree in the middle of it and a bench right and she's like do you see that and we're both like i'm coming down off of fucking acid and like a little barred out and she's like barred out of her mind i think if i'm remembering this correctly maybe i'm just making this all up but um she's looking outside and she's like do you see that and i'm like see what she's like there's like an old lady out there and i'm like what are you talking about and i'm looking outside we're smoking cigarettes and i'm like i don't see anything she's like no 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 right there by the bench and maybe like i don't know like 50 yards away the bench in the middle of the courtyard she's saying she sees somebody i'm like i don't see anything and she's like oh oh, she's looking at us and i'm like you're creeping me out right now and she's she's like no oh shit she sees us like what the fuck do you mean she sees us like i'm very much still like all there i feel like like i'm still acting normally i i remember this just because it was so like traumatic this whole uh event but she's like she sees us and then i'm like what like i don't see anything 
and uh she was like i think she's walking towards us and then suddenly like my ex her her face is transfixed like looking outside the door and she's slowly walking towards the uh exterior doors and she puts her hands on the glass and like almost pressing her face to it and she's like oh my god she's walking right towards us she's so close and then i'm like yo we gotta go we gotta go like <laughs> i like pull her away from the door i put my cigarette out and we're we go to the elevators and she's still looking outside like i grabbed her by the hand she's tiny but i i grabbed her by the hand and i'm pulling her to the elevators and she's still like transfixed right and then the elevator comes and like it's like cartoonish how she's still like looking like she's not even watching where we're walking like we walk into the elevator she's still looking outside and then as soon as i get her in the elevator she like snaps out of it she's like whoa that was crazy she was like you didn't see that i was like no she was like it was like an old lady she was like glowing it was like wispy the way she was walking she was like floating towards us i'm like that's fucking crazy i'm like why why do you want to interact with that let's just go upstairs and that's it let's like go to sleep like it was already the end of the night and um she uh i lived on like the 11th floor so we go we go into my dorm and uh my uh my bed was facing like the window right so we get into bed and then uh like she's still acting a little out of it and weird and then as we climb into bed uh she's looking out the window and she's like oh my god she's back and i'm like what are you talking about like there's no way somebody could be outside of my fucking window right she's like she's right there her face is right outside the window she's looking at us and i'm like no no way like there's no way that we're on the 11th floor she's like no she's right there and then her hands like shoot up like like this like uh, if you're watching the fucking youtube it's fucking creepy her hands shoot up like this and she's tiny right and i could not get her hands down like i was like yo put your hands down and like i tried grabbing them and she's so fucking strong she would not put her hands down and then she's like she's coming closer she's she's putting her face right up against the window and we're both in bed and i did not know what to do i was freaking out and i'm like don't let her in don't invite her in and it's just like she's like no 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 she's coming in she's coming in i'm like don't invite her in stop like you have this fucking old lady ghost you're like inviting her in with what you're saying like just ignore her or some shit right so i take her hands and i put them in like a prayer and i put my hands over her hands in like a prayer and i start and i take the covers over us and i start praying and then she's like i feel her in the room like she's right outside the blanket and I'm like, oh, God, like I'm like freaking out and I'm praying over her. And then it like uh, like like two prayers deep, like she kind of like snaps out of it again. And she's like, what just happened? And I'm like, yo, you just invited that old fucking lady into the room. And she's like, really? Like, I, I don't remember anything. And then like we go to sleep and we wake up the next day. She doesn't remember a goddamn thing. And I'm like, were you like possessed? Like, was, was that, like, were you possessed? Was that, like, was I fighting, like, a ghost the entire time? Were you, like, a demon? Should I have thrown holy water on you? And she didn't remember a goddamn thing. And, like, even weeks later, it was fucking creepy. That's, like, one of my, <laughs> one of my experiences with the paranormal. And, like, I have, I had five roommates in my dorm, right? It was, like, a, a suite or whatever. And one of them, his uncle was, like, huge in Mexico. Like, a very famous, um, 
uh, exorcist. Like he would go around exercising kids in Mexico. And like you would watch Spanish news. Like I remember watching Spanish news with my mom. There's something called Al Rojo Vivo. That means like the like live and red or whatever. Um, and they would have like Spanish news was so fucking crazy. They still had like superstitions were still abound. And one of the I remember one of the stories was like, oh, today a school full of kids were possessed by the devil. And you just see like parents dragging kids out, kicking and screaming like and they're all speaking in tongues and they're like it, like it was fucking normal. Like, yeah, they're all possessed now. Like a wave of psychosis hit all these fucking kids. Like, how is that normal? How is that? And and then how is that something that gets reported on the news? Like, is that like just a common thing in Mexico? Why? Why isn't that happening in America? Or do we just consider that mental illness? I don't know. I remember it blew my fucking mind that that was like national news in Mexico. Well, international, really, because El Rojo Vivo, like, just takes whatever's going on in South America in general and shows it on, like, Channel 41 or whatever. So, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, if your culture believes in it, it kind of, like, invites it in to happen or some shit. Like, if your culture believes in it, it, like, gives it power. Or maybe that kind of stuff just happens, and whether you believe in it or not, it will still affect your life. Who knows, man? That shit is spooky as hell. And my girl, like, and, and like, Kristen wants to fucking play like with the Ouija board and shit like that. She has a oh, she has a uh, a mince that she bought that is like carved out in the shape like the the container for the mince is a Ouija board. Like I'm fucking shook of that. I remember um one time my <laughs> my dad's friend told me about uh his friends who played with a Ouija board back in um Peru and he was saying how um so, like, the thing was, I was a kid, and I saw he had a Ouija board under... He lived in a basement, and under the staircase in the basement, like, where you would have storage, I saw that he had a Ouija board. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a Ouija board. Uh, you ever use this? And he's like, no. Like, really ominously. And he's like, let me tell you a story about that. He's like, I've tried to throw this thing away, like, ten times, and every time it comes back. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, like... I've tried to burn this. I've tried to throw it away. And somehow it always ends up back here. And I'm like, that's fucking nuts. What are you talking about? And uh, then he, he told me, he's like, this is the board that killed my friends. <laughs> How'd that happen? And he tells me the scariest story I've ever heard. He was like that. His friends were playing with it as a joke. It was three of them. And uh, they were they were just like all drunk and like playing with it and then uh they said that they called upon a witch by accident and oh my god so oh my god i'm getting like chills like thinking about it so like it was like all over the news that um one of the guys ended up getting possessed and they had like a hatchet in the house and he ends up decapitating two of his fucking friends <laughs> and like he kills himself after like because he was possessed by a witch or some shit or no no no. i I don't think he killed him i think he killed himself like way later you know like after like the police uh got a hold of him and everything and he told him the story but um 
that was like the same Ouija board. Like it was in his possession, and then um, my dad's friend felt it necessary for him to fucking be responsible for it and not let anyone else play with it. And ever since then, I've been fucking horrified of Ouija boards. I'm pretty sure I told this story years ago on the podcast, but it's spooky time. It's spooky season, so why not say it again? Well, I just arrived at Sarah's. I saw Gay Mike in the background. The espresso's hitting just right. So, I'll see you guys. <laughs> Boom. Happy Halloween. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Done.